spooky and still gives me goosebumps this particular piece of music from the soundtrack of Intruder um, I just thought why don't we give the listeners of the podcast a little bit of a pre-Christmas present um, and welcome to episode 7 of Intruder Theatre in the Making podcast I'm your host Remy Rehuba and thank you so much for coming back now as you might remember in episode 6 at the very end I talked about uh, Intruder being shortlisted for Adrian Pagan Playwriting Award that was at the King's Head Theatre. And then in January um, of 2014, the team at the King's Head Theatre emailed me saying that they would like to offer all the shortlisted solo pieces a chance to have a rehearsed reading. And I'm going to spend some time of the podcast talking about the whole process of the rehearsed reading. So I got the email, I think it was mid-January, and the invitation was to do a rehearsed reading at the Hope Theatre, I think mid-February or end of February. Now, in 2014, unlike today, the Kingset Theatre was running the Hope Theatre. I think it's different now, they're two completely different theatres. But back in the day, uh, it was just one, well, two venues, but ran by the Kingset Theatre. So the reading would take place at the Hope Theatre, which is kind of like a really nice space above the Hope Pub, as far as I remember. So I got that email, very excited about it that we would be having a rehearsed reading at the end of February of Intruder. Um, And I already started thinking, wow, okay, I need to really make sure that I invite all the people and I let people know about it and, and stuff like that. So the very first thing I did was I thought, okay, who is going to help me with that? And the first thing I did, I emailed or phoned Amanda who helped me with the uh, R&D of Intruder in Glasgow. But Amanda was busy on another project, and then she said, Remy, maybe just look for someone else. And uh, so I started looking. I didn't really know many people in London, uh, directors, so I kind of spread the word around. And then I think Caroline Steinbeis from the Royal Court, she suggested a couple of people who I emailed and then one of them came came on board. And I still had some money left from the Creative Scotland grant. So I was quite happy that for the two days that I had, I could pay the director to do some work on it. And uh, the other thing was that we really didn't have to pay for any rehearsal space because where I was living at that time, the landlady had a big studio in her house. So we used it as a kind of rehearsal space, which was great. But I know that it's not always very easy to find rehearsal spaces. And I'm very, very grateful that we were able to do some work in the studio. So the director was already sorted. I didn't have to worry about anything. Uh, It was just a matter of inviting people and letting people know about it. Now, in 2014, I wasn't on social media at all. I'm kind of 
anti-social media person, and a lot of, of my friends know about it.、Uh, it kind of changed in 2018, but when we get to 2018, I'll explain why I went on social media. But back in the day, 2014, I didn't really advertise the reading on any social media because I wasn't on it. It was just emailing people directly and telling them about it. So I prepared invitations to the reading, like an email, and I think the reading was also in the afternoon. So for some people it was convenient, for some people it wasn't convenient.、Uh, but that's the slot that. We got offered, and I was really, really pleased because I didn't have to ask for any performance space, anything like that. And this is really great when a venue can offer any kind of a rehearsed reading because they pay for the costs. Normally, I would be paying for the cost or for the rental, but here it was given to us, and I'm very, very grateful for that. When I do,、uh, when I talk about rehearsed readings back in 2018. I'm going to talk more about the whole process and how that worked because in 2018 I did four and a half rehearsed readings and that was slightly different、uh, to what I was doing in 2014. So I was preparing the invitations. We had the time. It was in the afternoon,、um, and as far as the timeline. Uh, anyone who is doing any rehearsed readings or any invitations to show, I knew that well. I need to give people time to actually put it in their diaries. So I probably sent that email a month, three weeks prior、um, to the rehearsed reading.、Um, I sometimes do it now that also maybe a week before a performance or the rehearsed reading. I、um, I send like a gentle reminder、um, that you know this is happening, and then if I don't hear from people, it's fine, and、um, you know because people are busy. But I always think that you know we're so very busy that sometimes it's just good to give a little bit of a nudge、um, so that people are aware or people can say, "Oh, sorry, I can't make it." And actually, to be quite honest with you. Uh, maybe when I talk again about 2018, it will become clearer that even things like that, inviting people to a rehearsed reading, is,、mm, you know, makes people think that you are busy, that you're doing something, and then it stays in their memories, and they remember you, and they can think of you for another project. That's what happened in my case. But what it was, that's what I'm going to talk about 2018. So back to 2014, I've got these invitations. They're going.、Um, I'm getting all the replies or not replies. Most of the time, it was not the replies because people were not responding. But it was fine. I really wanted to、uh, to spread the word and tell people about it.、And、the fact that it was shortlisted, it was already something important to me, and for people to take notice that oh, someone liked the piece. Maybe it's something worth considering. And maybe something worth going to. And the other thing that I really wanted to do was to attract、uh, literary departments or various theatres to come and see it. 
And as you might remember from the other episodes where I talked about contacting theatres in London and various literary departments, I had these contacts or people who actually worked at these theatres. So I went back to them and I asked for the emails of literary managers, or I directly emailed. Literary departments, and they got back to me, which was great. And I got emails from the Royal Court, from the Bush, from Finsbury Theatre, from、um, I think Kingshead Theatre was to come, and I think that was it. Yeah, the Royal Court,、uh, the Bush, Finsbury Theatre. Oh yeah, there was one more、um, Tricycle Theatre. And I got direct emails from the literary managers that they would be coming to see、uh, the reading, which was great. And for them, it's quite a good timing because two thirty it's part of the days, and actually they want to see new writing, new shows. So they're always very interested in seeing other pieces of work. And then before the reading, I also thought, you know what? Maybe I could have someone who could design a poster for the reading, and I thought, well, whose work do I like a lot? And the only person that I could think of was Cindy Derby. And、um, I met Cindy when I was at the Royal Conservatory of Scotland. We were we were in the same year, MACCT. And、um, Cindy's from San Francisco. She came to study、um, acting in Glasgow. And I remember when I, you know, visited her, or we were talking about various things in Glasgow. She showed me her work, and apart from acting, she she's always been drawing or doing different things to do with illustrations or pictures. And I always loved her work. There was something about the work that I really connected with. I don't know; it just was so unique, so different, so simple, but just so I've never seen anything like that before. And、uh, that was in two thousand and nine. So I didn't know that.、Um, Well, a couple of years later,、um, Cindy would be puppeteering, and then now she is a book illustrator, and、um, she illustrates books. She writes her own books.、Uh, you can check her stuff at、um, cindyderby.com.、Uh, she's been very prolific this year. I think she's had four books published, and one of these books just been、uh, on the. Twenty or twenty-five best children's books in,、um, according to the New York Times. So, amazing stuff. And I went to Cindy and I said, Cindy, would you be able maybe to design a poster for the reading? And the way I work is that I always say, you know what? Maybe have a read of the play and do whatever you want to do the way you see it. Let's see it through your filter because I had a complete trust in Cindy. What she was going to do was going to be genius to me because I always loved her work. So I never gave her any feedback. I never requested anything in the poster. I said. Whatever you do, it's going to be great. And Cindy came back with the poster that actually we have. Now,、uh, the dark blue、uh, face is the poster that Cindy designed back in twenty fourteen, and I love the poster, and it was incredible. And to be quite honest with you, 
There was something about the poster that people absolutely love. Even now, when I was preparing for the tour of Intruder, the very first thing that people always said to me was, "That poster is amazing." Who did that poster?、Um, so I'm glad that back in 2014,、um, Cindy designed it and did it, and I'm very grateful to her. Also, at the same time. And、um, when Cindy was sending me the poster for the reading,、um, she sent me another one, so I could choose. Okay, which one? Is it the one in dark blue, or there was another one? And that was the poster for the podcast. So I went with the dark blue poster because I absolutely loved it. But there was this poster that now is the poster for the podcast. So when I was actually thinking of the podcast and thinking, "Wow, what artwork could I use?" Then it kind of came to me, and I and I said, "Oh, but didn't Cindy design another poster?" Um, and I found it, and I thought it was a great idea to have the other poster because it's kind of like the same face, but then with different colors. So, so that's why the idea and where the poster came from, and it was from the genius of Cindy Derby. So I'm preparing for the reading, and everything is sent out. All the invitations are sent out. People, some people confirmed, not many. But all the literary managers, they did confirm well. The ones that responded to my emails that they would come, we rehearsed it for two days before the the reading, and then I went and did it, and it was fine. I quite enjoyed it.、Um, it was interesting because it was the very first time that I shared my work with anyone and with industry. With the industry professionals, so I always remember literary managers were just sitting in the very first row, and there were some people behind, I think in row six or seven, and one or two at the walls. But that was the very first time that I shared my piece with anyone. And after the reading,、uh, literary managers came to me and they introduced themselves because I actually didn't know who they were. So it was nice to put. Um, a name to the email, and as I was saying, there were two people from two people from the Royal Court, one from the Bush, Finsbury Park, and Tricycle Theatre, and the artistic director of the King's Head Theatre, Adam Spreadbury Mayer. He came to me and he offered me to potentially develop and do the play. At the King's Head Theatre to put it on, which was a great offer, but I knew that the piece really wasn't ready to be performed yet. I knew, and I was really, really grateful for the fact that they did shortlist it for that award. But I still knew that the piece needed a lot more work before it was put on. I knew that people enjoyed it, but then. Um, I still thought, well, I I need to work on it because I know that it's it's not the final bit. So I I I kind of needed to say thank you so much, but maybe in the future, not now. It's great to share it and to get some feedback from people, but then, you know, it's it, it's there is still a long way before I actually perform the piece. And then after the reading,、um, I emailed all the literary managers, 
with feedback forms, uh, or I also handed out to them at the end of the reading. I think I might have done both. Um, just wanted to get some feedback what they thought of uh, of the piece, because when I got that shortlist. You know, you're not giving any feedback at all. They just say it's been shortlisted, but no info about the piece or where it could develop. That's not even mentioned. So I was very, very happy that okay, now I can email all the people and get some opinions on the piece. And I would always say to anyone who is working on any piece, whether considering a scratch night, whether you know doing some kind of a sharing, I always think you know go and do it and get some feedback from people because it's always good to know. To hear what people have to say and which bits are developed, which bits are underdeveloped, and how people see it. With feedback, one thing that needs to be said is that as many people, as many opinions. That was in my case. So I started getting these forms, and one was different from the other. So then one person said, "Why is there Polish in the piece?" And then the other person said, "Well, you actually should have more Polish in the piece." So it was all very confusing. I just thought, "Well, well, I I was just really confused. I just okay. Well, one person says one thing and the other says another thing, and then what do I do with that?" And I had these five pieces of feedback, which were all different. But there was one piece of feedback that I got, and I really didn't like it. But then, for some reason, I kept coming back to it all the time.、Um, and actually, that was the feedback that helped me move on with the piece a little bit.、Um, it talked about fate or chance, which is a big element of the play as well, and. I then, when I went back to the piece, I started applying some elements of the feedback、um, to the play. I didn't restructure the piece completely. No, I just needed to pepper it through to the existing piece what I had, just to make sure that there are elements of that、uh, aspect of fate or chance、uh, in it. But I also think with feedback. If you get feedback, and you know later on, I did rehearsed readings.、Um, you know, feedback can be varied, but if there is one thing that appears in feedback,、uh, you know, it's it's quite a repetitive thing that you know. Let's say five people mention something, that means okay, this is the the thing that maybe needs to be looked at. But of course, we as creatives or writers or whatever, we also need to be resilient to what people have to say. And you can agree with that. You don't have to agree with that,、uh, and you don't have to take everything personally because everyone will give their feedback from their point of view. But I will talk about feedback maybe some other time and kind of. Kind of break it down the way I see it, but it was great to get all the feedback because normally you wouldn't get feedback from anyone,、um, and that is, and that's one of the things that 
I was really, really surprised by, and I was kind of disappointed. Back in the day in 2014, I thought that when I get in touch with people and when I tell them about my work, they would be willing to read another draft, another version. But that wasn't the case.、Um, you know, later on, a couple of months later, or the following year, when I emailed the same people who came to my reading,、uh, maybe just asking, you know, their opinion on, you know, the next draft.、Um, either the email came that that person didn't work at the theatre anymore, or I didn't get that email. I didn't get a reply, or the reply that I received was. Sorry, we've seen that piece. We are not going to read another version of it, which was quite shocking to me at that time. But with time, I learnt. Well, that's how it is. But that came a little bit later on. But back in the day in 2014, I wasn't thinking that. I was thinking, great. It's it's. I have some creatives that I can share my version or my draft with, and there was one more thing that I was surprised by when I emailed the literary managers, and that was the fact that whenever I emailed them,、um, they always said, "We're not going to read your piece anymore, but if you have anything else that we can read, please send it along." And I always thought, well, I don't have anything. Written at the moment, I know that a lot of people have different projects on the go. But I was actually quite surprised that it was along the lines of, okay, we're not interested in the piece, but send us another piece. Maybe we can have a look at that. And then I always thought, well, even if I had something and I sent it to them, they could have a look, and then they would tell me, no. This isn't a piece for us, and then that will be the end of the journey. So it's always been very tricky. I still don't understand this whole process.、Uh, but in 2014, I was grateful that I got that feedback and I could move on with that. And I actually thought that I worked on my next draft for a long time. But when I checked my emails,、um, I sent an email to Peter Arnott. Uh, already in April, and I told them that I worked on another draft of the、um, of the play until the end of March. So I actually worked、uh, quite fast, to be quite honest. I thought it took me much longer, but、um, but I must have been quite organised and did all the work immediately, which. I wasn't even aware of. Then I felt okay. Now I can、uh, submit、uh, my piece to different theaters, and I remember I submitted it to the Bush, to Theater Five or Three, to、uh, some competitions in Finland, Berlin. I think the Travers had an open window,、uh, um, even Oran Moor,、uh, Play a Pint a Pint. A Tron, so I was really, really looking for different、um, opportunities, and especially in Scotland,、uh, because I always feel that the piece belongs to Scotland because it takes place in Scotland. So I always wanted to premiere it, to show it in Scotland. Now, in hindsight, when I think about it, was it worth 
submitting it to all the competitions? I don't know. I think that the piece wasn't ready. Um, I think I was just thinking that, well, someone liked it, so maybe some other people would like it as well. But to be quite honest, the piece wasn't uh, the ending um, wasn't um, well developed. Um, I actually don't know why I was submitting it to so many competitions. No idea. If I were to do it again, I wouldn't have done it. But what was the outcome of these submissions and what happened later or with, uh, with the piece that's going to be in the next episode of the podcast in January 2021? Uh, because I'm not going to have any more episodes before uh, the end of 2020. And in the meantime, I'd like to wish you a happy Christmas and a wonderful 2021, hopefully better than 2020 uh, have some time with your family get some rest relax and enjoy and i'll speak to you in january thank you so much for tuning in bye for now